Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. On this week's episode, Tony sat down with Chad Buchanan. You may know him from his role on Star or numerous other TV appearances. Chad and Tony talk about the perceived correlation between success and happiness. Chad offers insight into his experience with achieving success and the expectations that came with it. They share a deep, honest and open discussion you're sure to find uplifting. Here we are in In The Moment podcast with uh, another awesome creator, actor, human being, Chad Buchanan. This is when I push the button and everybody's like... Thanks for having me. So thanks for being here, Chad. Yeah. Um, So let's tell our listeners a little bit about how they may know you, but you're going away to shoot something new or... Yeah. So you were on the show Star. I was on the show Star as the kind of villain in season one. Okay. Um, That was... Lee Daniels took a big shot on me, which which definitely got the ball rolling. And it's kind of one of those things, it's like... It's kind of like a catch-22. It's like, how do you get a role like that without already having a role like that? So really, I, I owe a lot of credit to Lee for just taking a taking shot on risk. I you know, I was like, I was that. waiting for that. To, I was like, guest star, co-star, this, that. And it's just like, how do you get that next notch? And eventually, someone just has to take a shot on you. So it's just a numbers game. Keep going for it. Keep staying in the game and hustling and working hard. And eventually, the good thing will come. And I remember when you got the job and you were like, Tony, I just want to like not... F it up, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Oh like, yeah. I was like, you're gonna be fine. Well, no, I <laughs> called you about like an episode or two in. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know the fuck I'm <laughs> doing anymore. <laughs> and really though, you, it's like you just gave me one reminder that really clicked. What well, was it? <laughs> and just, just, just what we work on in the studio, yeah. which was just, just trust the moment yeah. and be in the moment. Don't plan so much. That's like right. you know, it's like why did I fall back in the trap of like planning how I want every beat to be and, and that took me out of the listening That's and I was right. like trying to you know because it's like it is di- like being on set is different than being and you have to hit your mark physically sure. in the yes. camera and all yes. those things but like once you can get past that and let the technical go away then it is the same as being in the studio That's right. it's it's being in the moment and listening and it was just that reminder that like clicked it all back in for me and I, I mean, I can look at my work like post maybe episode three or four, all of a sudden it got a lot better oh, and that was the only thing that changed. Oh, that's awesome. Jeff. Yeah. But also you were telling me how Lee himself would have conversations with you about like trying to get you to like, for the lack of a better word, letting go or like keep leaning into the scarier stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so it's exciting that, you know, when we get to work with people who are the goal, the end game is the same. Yeah. Like we're all on the same page of trying mm-hmm. to like Tell just truth. be really honest. And be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that does require letting go of structure and form and yeah, instead of planning it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just being here and seeing what that reveals. Exactly. That's scary. Yeah. And it's you know, and like I said, with with all the technical, it is it is a skill that it's just like that you almost can't learn until you're really on set. It's That's like right. doing the homework in class and That's the studio right. and being in the moment and trusting the moment. But then, you know, juxtaposing that with actually having to hit your marks, be aware of the camera, you know, all of these things happening, and then just letting go of all that structure and being in the moment. Well, it's I think just, that's a good yeah. point, too, for our listeners, too, because like you said, 
unless you're shooting stuff all the time or you're on a set, that's where you're really learning it. And yeah. then once you sort of like, oh, okay, it's kind of like riding a bike. Right. And I kind of now understand how to hit my marks of where the blocking is going to take me. Yeah. Then how do I free myself up internally right. to still end up at, you know, where I have to be, but have a real exciting inner life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's such a weird job. And, you know, I here know. I find myself, like, I did uh, a guest star on American Horror Story recently. Oh, that's right. But aside from that, I haven't. I haven't been working on set since. And so here I am. I fly off to Vancouver okay. on Monday okay. to start filming this whole season. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Of? Of a crime drama on NBC called okay. The In-Between. What? Um, yeah. It's, uh, this is new news. Yeah, yeah. Alert the presses. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's David Heyman's first television project. He okay. was the Tell EP on all the Harry Potter films. Oh, whoa. So, okay. And uh, Moira Kurland is the showrunner. Okay. She, uh, she did um, Castle and Medium. And it's very similar. I, I, I like to pitch it as like Criminal Minds meets Medium. Okay. Um, so I'm very excited about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll film through February. And uh, but here I am. So it's like I. It's it's just again like uh, you know episode one. I'll be finding myself in these similar situations, and 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 trying to navigate those waters of the unknown and like how am I going to be and like just not being like kind of out of practice because I haven't been on set yeah. in a few months. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, it, it's always a challenge and it's scary and c- continually just trying to show up and do the best you can. You know, and so what, like, what did you discover just getting back on the saddle then? Um, yeah, it, you know, being, being just thrown back onto a set, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I got a lot of practice from the last two gigs and uh-huh. it is kind of like riding a bike. It'll come back. Yeah. And also... It's really nice to work with good actors. I think it brings you into the scene. Like when I, you know, oh, like sure. when I was working with Benjamin Bratt on Star uh-huh. or Evan Peters on American Horror Story. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's okay. like when they're that locked in, you have to be that locked yeah. in. Otherwise, you're on a whole different planet, uh-huh. you know, and it just doesn't work. And that's, so that's really, that was really nice to work with Evan Peters. Like just working across from other good actors is so, it's, that's that's when the magic happens. I and, think that's so powerful. And does Ryan Murphy still direct? Or no, so he, much, I didn't even meet him. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. he just produces that show. Yeah. You know, because it's interesting because I read, you know, after the first, the very first season, or maybe it was the second season, whichever one Jessica Lang was in. I mm-hmm. think she was in the first season, right? She's she first, talked yeah. about how working on that set was, and it's so much about how we work at school. She was like, I don't really learn my lines. Like she's like, I don't. I just sit in the trailer, makeup trailer, and while we're getting ready, I'm kind of going over all the lines. But I'm not planning anything. Yeah. I'm not trying to like figure anything out. I'm just I'm learning them to understand what's happening. And then yeah. she's like, I go to set, and it's just whatever it becomes. And she's talking about how and there's a direct quote about it, how she's like, it's it's so chaotic and scary. But she was saying she's been in the business for seventy years. She's yeah. like. But it's created some of the freest work she's ever experienced without trying to say, on this moment, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So it's interesting that he himself, Ryan Murphy, like the set is, and I don't know if it's still that way, yeah. but for her, she talked about the freedom of discovering as opposed yeah. to planning. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's really when the fun happens. That's right. Well, that's really That's, great that's when it's fun. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. It's like every moment is unknown. It's not planned. Yeah. And you're just walking this line of just being in the moment and, and trusting what's to come next. And and that that that's when you're like actually having an experience rather than playing an idea. Yeah. And that's what it's so much more fun. 
Like, cause I've fallen into those traps, like I said, time and time again of planning and hitting the, everything specifically. And, and then it kind of like takes the fun out of it. Well, even at the studio, we were always trying to get you to not do that so yeah. much that your the real work comes out of the not knowing, yeah, which is scary. Yeah. And then some beautiful, crazy things happen yes. too. And that's what I really love about the studio is it yeah. just shakes you up, you know, and the teachers there, you, Lindsay, that I've had a lot of experience with, like our masters at just like saying, toss that out the window. We're going over here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, and, because you like, know, you know yeah. otherwise it feels like an academic acting class where right. you can do something perfectly, but who cares? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure you've been on set enough and it's not that we're judging other actors or the process because people come to it in a different way, but you can see when people are like, not phoning it in, but when people are they're scared to let something more dangerous happen. Mm -hmm. So they're really good at executing something perfectly, but you're sort of like, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's sort of, you start to see like, why is it so scary? Well, because we start to unlock things that we don't, you know, last time in class, this girl was talking about, she had cold read the scene and then his, her partner wasn't, his partner wasn't there. So she was reading with him. Right. And she's way too young for the role. It's supposed to be a mom. And she was, she was reading and she's like, you know, I, I didn't really think it was going to be that big of a deal. And then she said, all of a sudden in the moment, it started bringing up stuff that was so scary and wild for her in feeling that she had to like, she, she, she actually just kind of tried to ignore it because she was surprised that it could take her to those places. Yeah. But that was a huge realization for her to, to be in something while simultaneously feeling that it could take her somewhere else that she didn't want to go. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a good director is going to sense that and be like, that's where we got to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I've gotten to work with a lot of different directors at this point and it is always very refreshing when a director and kind of like how you are in class comes in and yeah. shakes things up and allows you to play and allows you to even play with the lines and just, have a more free experience. And I, I feel like I can look back at some of the episodes of television I've done and specifically be like, okay, this was a better performance and here's why. Because mm -hmm. the director was was flexible enough to let me be free and play and encourage me to play mm -hmm. and, and trust the moment and, and encourage all of those kinds of ways of being. And, and yeah. It's, it's... Well, I think this will be interesting because this is a brand new show you're going to go shoot, yep. right? So that means whoever is the showrunner, mostly who's going to start directing, you're going to get to create the role between yeah. you and the director yourselves. You yeah. Know what I mean? So that's yeah. going to be And exciting. I really, I don't have much of a blueprint for my role yet. Okay, I don't, cool. I have no idea where it's going. Okay. So I'm excited about it. Are you that. playing like the sexy douchebag? No, no, unfortunately, I'm not playing the sexy. <laughs> I've played the sexy douchebag okay, yeah. a lot. And fortunately, I'm playing like. The sexy good guy. <laughs> oh, okay, which cool. is great. Aww. Yeah, so kind of like the heartthrob of the uh, show, Mr. McDreamy. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But yeah, what did I tell you soon after being at the school? I was like, it's all gonna happen for you. Yeah, trust, right? trust, it's trust. trust. And, and it's the same kind of note in my work too. It's, it's trust the moment, and trust, and trust, trust the process. Yeah. But now you also were on the show in Humans, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And is that show still going? But no. You, oh. Oh. Yeah, that was a Marvel show. Yeah, I actually had some another student who was on that show too. I think yeah, Isabel, Isabel Cornish. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah, So I need to get her to do a podcast. Yeah, we, we got to shoot in Hawaii. Oh, nice! Amazing. Amazing. Two months in Hawaii, and uh, but I, why didn't that show go? Honestly, I, I think. I mean, why doesn't any show go? Right, I think I mean? from I mean, 
well, I've talked a lot about the cast on, on this, you know, is for a Marvel show, they really cut budget on CGI and uh, wardrobe and all okay. of these classical elements yeah. that are incorporated in the comics. Okay. And it's like, you can't cut on these costumes and, uh-huh. and you can't make the CGI look like it was done in the 90s. Yeah. You know, and that so takes people, kinda, viewers out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? So They expect more now. Yeah, yeah. Audiences are audiences are smarter, and mm-hmm. and and with all the amazing content that's out there, I mean, you got to deliver on all those areas, especially I Marvel. I would think because people yeah. are like. So I really was surprised. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're leaving on Monday. Monday. Oh, I'm so glad you got you squeezed me in to yeah. do this. Yeah. I was just like, let me text Chad, and I just wanted, which is a perfect segue too, because I wanted to check in with you because last time we saw each other at the gym, Chad works yeah. out. Yeah. Like hardcore. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Jesus, when I hug Chad at the gym, I'm kind of sweat I'm kind of perspiring. <laughs> I'm like I'm like dewy. And I think yeah, I'm really working out hard. And you are drenched in sweat. I'm yeah. like, oh God, I feel so bad because I'm not doing nothing. It's therapy for oh, me. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, maybe you're just a profuse sweater. I do sweat a lot okay, too. There you so go. sometimes okay. I'm like actually not working out hard. It just looks like it. But no, you guys are working out hard. Yeah. But um, so we talked, last time we talked, and I love that you, I actually did a lesson on it. I didn't name who you were because I was trying to, you know, maintain your anonymity. But talking about how, so you stopped me in the parking lot that one day and you're yeah. like, I was like, how are you doing? And you were like, you know, I'm going through a lot of stuff and I'm going to let you talk about it. But you know, one of the things that I think is interesting is what I'm always, I think all the teachers are trying to teach at the schools everywhere is that we, we want to get paid for being artists and creating good work and yet not allowing our happiness to be dictated by booking a job or somebody liking you or getting a call back that our self-worth and our integrity as human beings have nothing to do with acting. Yeah. I mean, acting is an expression of ourselves, but, but, but our happiness doesn't have to be in somebody validating us. And right. You were, we started talking about is once you get shows or get to the level in the career that you had been dreaming about, then you realize like, well, wait a minute, what happens if I'm still, there's something going on inside me that the outer isn't taking care of the inner. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I've been learning a lot about myself and life over the last few months, big time. And, you know, all my life, I've been a very future-oriented person. I've uh-huh. had big goals and dreamed very big and really spent my, the last, you know, I don't know, I'm 25, so the last Jesus. 15 years, like since I was 10 maybe, really working towards, you know, proving myself uh-huh. and doing something great and making something of my life. And now here, here I am, 25, and... and my career is flourishing. I have a multi-million dollar tech company that's flourishing. What? Invest yeah. in that? Okay, we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're looking to make a sale next year, and like, so all I have a beautiful relationship with an incredible girlfriend, and I all of a sudden was like, why am I unhappy right now? Mm-hmm. Because. I've never experienced depression in my entire life up until all of these things started to happen and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, so my career is doing great. My business is doing great and I have a great relationship and I'm like, well, now what? You know, and, and what I'm starting to realize is that really it's, it's just, it's just about the process. There is no end there, you know, and, and so it's really about enjoying the moment and, 
And I mean, setting new goals, sure. You know, what's next? Where am I? Where am I? What's the next mountain I'm trying to climb? But, you know, once you get to say the top of that goal, the mountain, and you look at the view, you enjoy it for a few minutes, but then you move on. And so I'm just kind of learning that it's, it's just about the process, the relationships, the great experiences you have in the moments and enjoying every step of the way. And, and I think I lived my life for so long of like, I got to get here and then I got to get there when? And, and then when I'm going to get there and then I'll be right. happy. Uh-huh. And, and then I'm realizing, okay, well I got there and, and, and there's still this void. You know, and I think now I'm pulling back a little bit and, and really trying to like foster really good relationships and mm-hmm. and just building community and, and all of that and that's really what is making me happy. Wow, Chad, this is so huge. yeah. It's like I mean, there's so many things for me to sort of talk about there. Like one of the things that you said about process about instead of living for the illusory future and you start to really enjoy the now. It's like class as you start to get freed up in expressing yourself now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, in all forms of expression, I'm not going to be happier or or more expressed when I get married or have a million dollars. You know what I mean? Nothing changes. Yeah, nothing changes. So, like, you start to really realize, like, this is it. You know what I mean? Just right now. Yep. And then you start to get out of your head and in your body in a more express way. But that's that's technically about the work, but that's also life itself, right? And then, well, that's what's amazing about acting is they totally there's not that's some no, borderline totally, where they're, right. they're separated no. they're, they're, that's what we're trying to get they're interconnected and that's yeah. right if you have a block in your real life you'll have a block in your work that's yeah. right because we are our own instrument this is so like I'm like at 25 I'm glad that you're having these ahas about yeah. it you know what I mean yeah. but that's also to me speaks of what you maybe felt more comfortable doing which is by planning or orchestrating something or manipulating something, you're really avoiding again, like the moment is so full of so many things that for, for people who are scared of what those many things can be, it's easier to like avoid and sidestep. Right. Do you know what I mean? And also feeling in control, like, right. right? And, and, and it's like, it's a practice to learn how to let go of that control that gives you that comfort zone. That's right. And, and the great work comes from letting go. You well, you know? used to say about the comfort zone too, which is to me then leads back to this thing about mental health and, and enjoying the moment is like, we think the comfort zones are in having a great house or a great relationship or, and those things or booking a job and those things are gratifying for a period of time. But then you realize your own sort of, um, your basic state of self meets yourself eventually at that place. Right. So in other words, the honeymoon ends in anything, right? Yep. And then what you're <laughs> left with is like sort of your your happiness state. Your baseline. Like your baseline state. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. Okay. Well, this is also speaks to like why we live in a culture that is constantly chasing after the next thing. Right. The next, the next high. Life. That's the next right. dopamine the, rush. The, the high. Yeah, for sure. That can manifest in like actual drugs or relationships or, and I'm not judging it because I've Everybody's challenged. Everybody, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also think it's great to be talking about mental health because I think that just thinking about that word, mental health, is such a great... It's stigmatized, but if you think about it, we take care of our physical selves. You know, people drive nice cars. They, like, buy nice clothes. But we don't think about, well, what is going on inside our heads that is a component of our own 
happiness right now. Right. And I think there can be curriculum that helps with mental health. I think things like, you know, learning, uh, can make you happy. Like for instance, you know, one of the things that I've been doing lately is mixed martial arts. And Uh when I'm learning new skills, I'm proud of myself. And then that, 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 you know, brings me happiness and joy. And like, and so constantly learning and just, you know, even things like meditation and reading and I mean, even the physical stuff, I, I, I do find that like sweating and getting your heart rate up and working hard, it, 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 it does attribute to good mental health. You know, um, I, I kind of have a morning routine that like helps me supercharge for the day and I do that almost every day. How did you start to like, uh, come forward with the stuff you're struggling with? Cause I think especially for men, young men, it's very difficult to talk about these things. Yeah. Like I think the incidence of mental health issues is actually higher in men, but it's underreported because right. men are like, I'm fine. Everything's good. Or, you know, they anesthetize themselves often through alcohol and yeah. just like they kind of kind of live under the radar of their own feelings. For sure. You know I mean? Or escape playing video games. That's right. Yeah, yeah totally. Like yeah. So how did you, I mean, you have an awesome girlfriend mm-hmm. and you obviously have a network, but what made you start to really like not have shame around, or maybe you did and maybe that's also part of it because we, we've been taught to like, especially when you have success you're looking at like the things that we're taught as kids, like what do you have to be upset about? Cause right. you have everything, you know what right. I mean? Right. And then we feel shame about, well, I should be so happy because I'm making lots of money and I'm a successful actor and other people are really struggling. And yet there's still something inside that's not working. So yeah. what made you start to get more vocal about it? Well, so I was raised by a mother. So my mom raised me. Okay. And was your dad just disappeared or? Uh, they got divorced when I was like 10 or 11, but my dad was an abusive alcoholic. Whoa, and so okay. he, he wasn't totally there uh-huh. for us. Okay. And so I think one being raised by a mom, I was encouraged to, to share my feelings more. Uh-huh. So I do think, you know, as a, as a, as a guy, I do through my childhood, I was, I was encouraged to, to be able to be more vulnerable. Um, but also just, you know, like, I mean, I chose to open up to you about it. You that's know, true. I don't know if I, you might've been even the first person when I just saw uh-huh. you and that's because I trust you, you know, uh-huh. and, and totally crying and you're, <laughs> and, and oh, you're amazing. You know that's what I mean? True. And it's like, I, I do think that it is healthy. Even when I'm not struggling, I work with like a life coach, for instance, just yeah. to, it's almost like, you know, proactive, like, and, and, and I think I've just learned the value, the value of of getting these, these things off your chest, yeah, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so I think it's, it's very therapeutic to be able to vocalize those things and it's healthy to do that. And I think more men, you know, my, my girlfriend even encourages me to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that it also, it, it can help your work too, just to, it's, there's no shame in it. I don't know what, what got me there. I, 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 I would like to say that it was just because of my mother, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, you, I feel like even if you do have patterns of maybe shutting down or not, be, like all those things can be worked through. It's just by like bringing right. awareness to those that's things right. and, and, and knowing that that's a pattern of yours and then owning it and working through it and trying to, you know, change a limiting belief into an empowering belief or something like that. You know? Well, it's also by sharing it, you realize like, 
well, there's no stigma attached except for how we think about it ourselves in our own head. Right. And by sharing it, you're like, you're, I always like to say you're just halving the burden. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A yeah. burden shared is half the burden. Right. And that's you a good way. That's how, you know what I mean? But, 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 so by sharing it with me, if I was the first one, then you're like, well, wait a minute, actually, Tony didn't judge me or and it could have been anyone, but mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, whoa. And he shared that he struggles with the same thing, but it manifests slightly differently. And you realize like everybody's going through the same thing. Yeah. We're all human and everyone's feeling these things at one point in their lives or another. I don't think anybody has just this. You know, and that's that's hard too. Is with social media. Yes, you know, I was going to talk about that. Everybody, you, I feel like we have to continually remind ourselves that people, and they should. They're they're only posting the good things, the best their part, of the their best life. part yeah, of their yeah, lives. Yeah. And and I mean, sure, it's like you don't want to go and post negative stuff on social media. But like, we have to understand, <laughs> wah, wah. you yeah. know, that 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 these great things that are constantly showing up on social media is, is not the whole picture. And I think if we if we compare ourselves constantly to our, our Instagram feed or our Facebook feed, then we we very likely could be depressed because well our life doesn't look like that. Well, there's a lot of science that proves that. Yeah, I think because the brain is encrypted to we see pictures. We're it's sort of like I also like to say this is like an iceberg, right? Like two thirds of an iceberg is underneath the water, but we don't see that part. Right. So when we're seeing. Oh my God! They're in Tulum and they're like a happy couple. And look and at their like, outfit. Yes, you know? and their abs <laughs> are like all the light. You know, then you you're like, oh my God, my life seems to be a train wreck compared yeah. to this curated beauty. Yeah. And in reality, you have no idea what's going on in their lives. No, totally. Yeah. Well, this is like they're yeah. struggling with the same thing yeah. that you and I. Because you look at my feed and it's all you're like, hey, ad man, yeah, yeah no, it looks sure. great. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> uh, but in reality, yeah, I've been suffering too. Yeah. But I also wonder, too, if the incidence of mental health um, occurrences is... I also think we're discovering that it's being driven by social media, especially for young kids because they're yeah. growing up with it and then their only frame of reference is the visual so that we're seeing higher rates of anxiety. Yeah. You know, I've been, work, I've been teaching for 20, over 20 years and like when I'm working with younger kids now, I don't remember so many young adults suffering from anxiety yeah. and a lot of that is based on the sort of subtle comparisons and this my life isn't that and it should be and what does right. that create internally right. that does reset a panic button yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it's Absolutely. really scary oh yeah but it's you know again it's not real so I'm always sort of like how do we limit our intake of that or in my case, like I feel badly because I don't follow a lot of people, but like I don't want to, I don't want to get sucked into so I don't. I'm trying to sort of minimize how much I'm on there mm-hmm. because the more you're on there, the more it sort of exacerbates. Yeah, the well, weird I, I think in your head. I mean, one of the first times I did this, I think in your your very first book, you talk about like while we're going through the intro, you have a yeah, yeah, book, yeah. and part of it is delete your social media apps just for a week or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that was even before social media is what it was. Cause that was yeah. at left turn and right. That was like, yeah, that book is nine years old. Now. Right. Nine so years old. And eight so, years old. so, and, and I continue to do that. Okay. Like uh, they're yeah. all purge social media uh-huh. and, and it's pretty awesome because what yes. happens is you notice this, this like automatic habit, you open your phone and you go to the Instagram app like automatically. But then when, when the app isn't there, it like stops that pattern. You're like, oh wait, okay, put the phone down. Why am I doing this? Why am I? Why am I escaping my life? 
<laughs> right now yes. to just we'll go clock into this life. feed, yes. you know? Yes. And so it's really powerful to do that. I do that probably two weeks out of every month, so half a month. You know? Now, how does that work out? Because you're a working actor. Do you feel, do your reps tell you have to have a social media presence? Like, what's that journey been like? So, I, I had dinner with my manager last night. I brought that up. I, I love was, Paul. He's yeah, he's guy. amazing. Yeah, he's a good um, yeah, and uh, I, you know, I brought up like because I, I actually I don't post very often. Okay. I really don't. Um, and but but I do find times that I am motivated to post more, and 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 that's usually when I'm working on set and I feel inspired to do so, and I just see my audience is engaged with me through the show and right. things like that. Right. And and really, I always when I when I post and I don't feel like posting, it's never authentic and it's never good. So really, what our conversation came came to was just just. If you want to post, post. Do it when you want to do it. And if you don't, then don't. Just uh-huh. be authentic and be you. And my authentic self doesn't want to post very often. And yeah. I'm not going to sacrifice my authentic self to generate content. Yeah. You know? No, that makes and sense. I do understand that, especially like nowadays, it's big. Social media is built into a lot of contracts. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. to say. You know, his social media value, like he builds that into a marketing budget and uh-huh. gets paid for it as he should because right. he generates thousands yeah. of viewers yeah. you know, yeah. through yeah. it. But, um, and you know, maybe I will do that someday if I'm inspired to do it, but I'm not going to like force myself to do something that I don't want to do. But contractually, like for, let's say for the show, do they not say you have to like, so it's not in there uh, um, my, on my contract, okay. but That's I fine. will, yeah. I will, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, well, of course, if you're passionate about something, yeah. you believe in it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, and some people are just way better at it than yeah. others or not better at it, just more passionate about it yeah. and good for them. Yeah. You know, and I do think that when I'm, you know, 20 years from now, I'm, you know, in my forties, like it'll be even more important. But as of right now, a lot of people like Matt Damon and Brad Pitt and a lot of, I mean, they're sure they're established already, but they don't have social media. Now at the end of the day, yeah, sure. It comes down to box office, you know, but I do believe that you could generate good box office, you know, uh, bring in, bring people into the theaters without having just this massive Goliath of social media. Well, it's also been proven that what they thought was going to drive, if you have 10 million followers, like, okay, The Rock is an exception, but like, if you have 10 million followers on a certain platform, that doesn't necessarily draw people to your project. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's just, sure. yet again, executives trying to find a way to make money, but it hasn't yeah. been proven. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. What, any advice you have for any actors about all the things that, I mean, you're only a quarter of a century, Jesus, 25. Like, any advice for young actors dealing with all these things that you're talking about at different levels? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this is great. I want. I would love to talk about this a little bit. So, like, I've dealt with this stage anxiety, the stage fright, the, the discomfort of all those feelings um, many, many times. And there are occasions where I still do. It's, it's so weird. Sometimes I walk into an audition room mm-hmm. and I feel totally in control. And, like totally relaxed and the work is very free and then sometimes I am in a full panic and I'm like what the hell is happening you know but I have found tools and have continued to work through it and like you know I think I think one thing is is that yeah like early on when I was green and a little less confident in my abilities like the the anxiety was there way more often and and really all I can say towards that is just keep keep walking into the fear and keep have built keep building up that courage, you know, yeah. the more you do a thing, the more comfortable it becomes. Like, so like, you know, the kind of like cliche phrase of, uh, phrase of, uh, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's right. 
And you know, that was, that, that's a huge thing is like, cause I do feel like work cannot really reach its potential until the, the, the anxiety is kind of out and uh-huh. you're more, cause relaxation, yes, relaxation so is key. But just know that like relaxation can be trained just by, just by walking into the fear and right. experiencing the anxiety and co- constantly beating it essentially. But also what we talk about in class two is like not believing that you should be devoid of feelings. Like, you know what I mean? That right. You shouldn't wake up one day and you're doing a really exciting, scary role or you're going into a big casting office for a big job that you should be excited slash nervous slash yeah. whatever. You just try to train. It's like, I think I used to believe that once I became a certain whatever, those feelings wouldn't be there. And right. And like, I, I do think they're always there. Yeah. It's just how you, you manage eventually them. react to them and manage right. them. You manage and, it. Yeah. yeah. Breathing is important. Breathing. Just breathing. Yeah. 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 Right. You are, and yeah. there's so many times in class where you'll just have the actor yeah. pause and just take a deep breath. It's these simple things that the older I get and the more I teach, like we just underestimate how s- these things are quite the simplicity of them doesn't mean that they're not still complex right. because we forget to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We underestimate how powerful it is to just breathe. You know what I mean? <laughs> to get here. Actually, you know what I mean? And just little things like that. Or, or listening or trusting your instinct yep. or like just trying to open your heart space and let someone in. And how powerful the little things are. Yeah, That's it. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's inherently the complexity is already in that but yeah okay well I think that's going to be really helpful for people to know well and then the last thing yeah tell me the one more thing is is that you know acting is a very complex thing and 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 I I do feel like just consistency and persistence doing it and allowing giving yourself space like I don't have to blow up in two years like I don't have to I don't it doesn't have to happen tomorrow it's like it takes time. That's right. It's it's still taking time for me. I've been out here for six years and it's just clicking. Some people might be 10, 15, That's right. 20. That's right. But like that persistence is so key, you know? The long way is the shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Giving yourself that mental space to take the journey rather than run the sprint. Well, it's also can be pressure filled, right? Because like you have a really great team behind you and sometimes I think actors take on like, I got a hit or I'm going to get dropped by my agent. And right. I think really good agents and managers understand it takes a while it takes a that while. you could go out for 40 things and you're doing great or you're getting callbacks and it's just not quite yeah. your time yeah. or you're just not quite right. Or they eventually might, it will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the numbers. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's so not putting that speed pressure on mm-hmm. us. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good point. For, yeah. And also young people want things so quickly. So quickly. Oh my God. The, I mean, the I think especially now. now. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Also like we can get information like in a nanosecond yeah. that I don't think it really yeah. helps us to stay in process. Yep. You know what I mean? Process. You're a smart young man, Chad. <laughs> you are. Okay. Where are you from again? Ohio. Ohio. Okay. Um, and what sign are you? Virgo. Oh, okay. Well, burgers are very driven and very organized. Oh my God, they're so organized. Uh, yeah. Jesus. I got my all Wait, did you just have a birthday? Yeah, August 28th. August. Mm-hmm. I'm dating a Virgo right yeah, now. Yeah, Virgos are great. Good for they you. are really good. <laughs> no, they are really good. But they <laughs> are very... Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to work against that creative. Like, yeah, you yeah, you do. Right. I'm like a Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Scorpio? No. no okay. I'm a Capricorn, okay. which is also very driven and perfectionistic, mm-hmm. but I got to work against that. Yeah. Okay, now those weren't even the speed round questions. Okay, who's your celebrity crush? Scarlett Johansson. What? Okay. You, he said that like that. <laughs> I won't tell your girlfriend. Um, what's your favorite film of all time? Ooh, I know it's just these are 
I don't even know why I came up. These questions are so crazy. These are great, though. My favorite film. I mean, how do you reduce great art down to, like, one film? One film, yeah. <sighs> or just what's one of your favorite films? One of my favorite films, Chinatown. Oh, I love Chinatown. Jack Nicholson. Whoa. Yeah. And Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Right? Faye Dunaway yeah. is in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you weren't an actor, what would you be doing? I sound like James Lipton. <laughs> <laughs> Who's retiring, I think I just read. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. If you weren't an actor. Probably an athlete. Uh, I could see that. Weren't you an athlete? Yeah. yeah. Did you play football? Football, Baseball. tennis, swimming, wrestling. Wrestling was a big one. Okay, what else? Lacrosse, hockey. Lacrosse, you lacrosse for a year. Yeah. I played around. You see? Know? Jesus. Yeah. Um, how would you describe, we're almost done here. How would you describe acting in one word? Storytelling. Okay, good. That could be one word. That, that is, that is one word. <laughs> what's, what's one, I don't know, I'm going to start to cry. Oh. <laughs> what's, oh, Chad, you're doing so great. I'm really proud of you. What's something that you learned from being at the school? <laughs> well, so I came from a school that was so strict and so like, do behavioral it. and do this By and do this and, yeah. and oh it was so refreshing to come to the school and to let go and to trust the moment so in, in, in by trusting the moment really what I mean is just like taking one moment at a time and allowing yourself to just be in it authentically with no pretense and no goal and no and just letting it fly just letting there. it rip and mm-hmm. just getting in there mm-hmm. and that's fun yeah, I can yeah, see. So I learned how to have more fun yeah, with acting. I know, I see that. Yeah, I remember that one really funny scene from Nikki Silver you did with. I don't remember. It was Kyle or the sexual scene. I don't know. It was um, um, fit to be tied when you got tied up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that with Kyle? That was, yeah. Was that no, no, no. Remember? Um, that was so amazing. Yeah, and you're just yeah. playing. But that was, that wasn't even my scene. That I was, know. That yeah. was so hilarious. Yeah. That just came back to me. Yeah. Um, Okay, good. So much fun in there. Yes, we have a really great time. I have mm-hmm. to say, I'm planning to come back after the. the Whatever. Show. No, I know. Yeah. I get it. It's good. To, it's a good recharger. Like a yeah. lot of people are back right now. In the fall, their shows are on hiatus, or they're right. you know what they've wrapped a project, and it's amazing. The hunger to like keep learning and get go to deeper levels, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and and also to me, what I again, it's so simple, but this idea and science of having fun does create your best work yeah because you it's it's a form of relaxation yeah you're free to access things that if you're not having fun oh, it's actually this has been proven in athletics can i just say this one last thing because i found it so interesting i lectured on this a number of years ago that sports psychologists did this um study with runners especially like a long form sprints like the 400 meter dash which is a sprint but it's also almost endurance right? right or the hurdles that when they tested athletes and they actually you know like the last 100 meters would breathe remember to breathe and relax into a smile proven that they the 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 actual output of energy that they could put into finishing the race was exponentially greater yeah. than someone who was really ah it's oh, so yeah. hard yeah so they would teach their uh, athletes to smile it's funny that you crazy? say that I feel like in class like the scenes that I've specifically like really resonated with and thus was having a lot of fun with 
I was able to access instincts so much more like on that's my right. toes. It comes from some other place. Yeah. It's joy. And that's also, it's counterintuitive because we don't think we could be doing scenes that are uh, explosive or really emotionally scary or wild or horror or whatever it is and still have fun. But yeah. you can't. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the, the, the offering to it has to be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um, well, last question. That's a perfect way to end. What's your definition of love? I know. Take out the big guns here. Commitment. Like a deep level of commitment. Aw. Yeah. Because the puppy dog phase ends. It ends. It ends. Yeah. And then when it ends, it's like... You know. If you're in it... Yeah. And you're committed, that's love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I always like to tell my guess, my definition of love is just this moment. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel a lot of love for you. Chad, amazing guest. Yay! Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, and like, tell your fans where they can follow you. We have to uh, at Chad James Buchanan on all social medias. And what's the name of the show that you're starting to film? The In Between on In Between. It will come out. I think it will start airing in March, maybe. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who else is in it? Anybody? That, uh... Um, pretty, pretty fresh cast. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited Whoa. about it. Chad, thank you so much. Yeah. This is awesome. What an amazing guest you are. Oh.